0: back everyone to another episode of the TLP podcast and today we have the entire band back together myself Derek and Steve hey yo and today we also have a huge special announcement that I know is going to be a great addition to TLP as we look for ways to continually serve our wonderful clients better and that is that we're bringing in another coach. Dr. Matt Vogt, who you may have heard on this podcast before. Matt is also joining us today. Say hello, Matt.
1: I guess this is hello world. It's great to be here, my friend.
0: Hey, Matt. I worked with Matt a couple years ago when he was about a year into a startup, and we've stayed in touch, and I've seen him grow his three-person team with three ops to 11 team members, including an associate and eight ops. And we get a fair amount of docs reaching out about joining our team and saying they'd like to coach. And really, some of them would be excellent coaches. But I will say we are extremely picky about who we lock arms with. And as we've continued to get more and more busy, Derek, Steve, and I have known we've needed to bring someone else on board. We couldn't keep up with demand and still provide at the level we're not willing to compromise on. But we also knew it couldn't be just anyone. We weren't looking for the loudest bullhorn on social media. We were looking for two things in particular. First and foremost, we were looking for someone who we could trust to take great care of the clients we serve, someone with unquestionable integrity, and someone who could genuinely help our clients become more successful in the various pursuits in their practice in life. And second, we wanted someone with complementary skills, in particular dealing with startups. Derek, Steve, and I have each worked with startup clients and have had great success. But admittedly, that's not our lane per se in regards to the client who is at that point of thinking they want to do a startup and navigating that process to get from that dream to doors are open and then grow that startup into something incredible. Matt has done just that, where Steve, Derek and I have each done acquisitions.
1: Yeah, Justin, I appreciate the intro, my man. And that's something that I'm really excited about bringing to our clients as well. The perspective of growing from zero to where my practice is at now or wherever a client wants their practice to be, that can apply in a lot of practices not just startups you know a lot of acquisitions that i see colleagues and friends making are basically pseudo startups they've got to grow to reach their full potential so a lot of the same principles that we utilize in startups are applicable to other practices
0: for sure i think usually when we start to work with clients you know our goal is to get to a point where we look back and be like hey remember where we started that was almost like a startup compared to where you are now so I've always respected Matt's steady demeanor and organized systematic approach to building his practice from scratch and leading his team. After many long discussions as a group, we decided that Matt was the right person to provide the service and expertise that our clients have come to expect and know that they can depend on. And then begin to build out that framework of startup services within TLP. And I get to see behind the scenes with these three guys. And I know working with docs in the way that we do is not just a way to collect a paycheck for this group. I know each of us genuinely care and get personally invested with the success of our clients. And I know Matt's going to continue with that tradition.
2: Yeah, for me, I totally agree. I know that I don't think any of us really care about becoming like the biggest group out there as far as coaching, but we take a lot of pride in TLP in that we are able to customize our approach and really see our clients have the best success in terms of profitability in their practices and creating the wealth and freedom and, and life that they want outside of their practice compared to all the other coaching companies out there.
3: Right. Yeah, I think Matt's going to fit in just fine with that. But for me, I'm excited to have Matt on board because this should really help our golf game. Matt, isn't it true you're a semi-pro player or you were almost like a professional golfer?
1: Well, it's nice to know the real reason I was brought on board, Steve, so I appreciate that. But before we jump into that, I mean, who's, who's the worst golfer of the group? Do we know this? I am, Justin.
0: I'm a hunter, not a golfer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, go into a field somewhere and kill something big and post a picture of it. Just keep hitting a ball around a field instead, you know.
2: <laughs> I love golf. I got into it in college and just kind of became hooked. I, I'm still not great. I mean, I can I can hold my own if I go and play with a group, but I don't play often enough. But it really is an amazing sport. I played at Tory Pines
0: a few months ago, and it was just gorgeous. Derek, what did they say when you pulled up in your RV to drop your clubs off at the clubhouse?
2: <laughs> yeah, I took up the whole parking lot. They had to, they had to cone off the of whole section way. for me.
1: <laughs> Derek, have we has the RV been discussed on the podcast yet? Have you revealed that to the world?
2: Matt, have you not listened to every episode in detail? Oh, I mean, here and there, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think I've shared... It a little bit before, I got just about the biggest one that I could. With five kids, you, I mean, anything in a trailer, you're not going to have a ton of space. So it's the biggest one I can get. It's a 45 footer, but it is still much smaller than pretty much any house.
0: You know what they say about guys with big RVs? <laughs> <laughs> no, big, t- what do they big say? Big trucks, big
1: trucks to pull them. You really were almost like a professional golfer, right? Well, so I never, Steve, I never tried to play professionally, but I, you know, I played in college and honestly quit for a while to try to get into dental school and and start my career, my practice. But I do play a lot of amateur tournament golf and, you know, it's a big part of my life and it's something I love. The competition, the camaraderie and, you know, the relationships you build through competitive golf are just the best. There's, there's so many parallels between golf and business and honestly, so many lessons you can learn in one and transfer to the other. But yeah, I really appreciate the intro, guys. And and you're right, you know, helping docs is why we're all here. I think we've all got our own reasons for being pulled to coaching, right? And I guess it would probably make sense to tell my story and give a good picture of of my why. During dental school, I i pretty much lived on dental town just soaking up the info there and actually chatted up with Derek a couple times back in the day.
2: Dude, yeah, you were in the ambitious dental students group, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. It's fun because there's quite a few of us in there that have kept in touch and seen a lot of success and and growth. So it's cool. Now it's it's coming full circle. I think all four of us were in that group at some time or another, right?
0: I wasn't in that group too much, probably because the internet hadn't been invented yet when I was in dental school. So I missed out. (laughs) Oh, sick burn. (laughs)
3: So long ago. No, you were lighting the fire under everyone in that group, Justin. Yeah, I remember. That. It's fun to see how several years later, how many plans have actually come to fruition from the people in that group. Matt, back then, did you know you wanted to do a startup at that time?
1: I think kind of like all of us, I'm sure, you know, I'd always had the entrepreneurial bug and knew I wanted to own a practice and knew I wanted to do it as soon as possible after school. I actually reached out to a consultant on a popular podcast back in the day who actually offered to mentor me and kind of convinced me to do a startup, honestly, instead of an acquisition. Plus it was it was gonna be a lot easier to receive funding for a startup at that point too. So I actually flew to his practice a few times during my fourth year of dental school and he basically promised to help me through every step of the startup. So I put in a, a ton of work to prepare and learn and find a location here in indianapolis but i was going to rely a ton on this mentor he told me he designed the space for me give me all the resources for supplies and equipment just all these promises and i should have seen the red flags honestly but you know a week after i had my degree in my hand i signed the lease for my startup practice and at almost that exact same time this consultant who I had gotten to know over the course of the year, basically just disappeared. So no response to texts, calls, emails, just gone.
2: Dude, that's crazy. I mean, it's interesting to me how most of us, even out of us four, have had some negative experiences with consultants before converting to TLP, so to speak. It's really interesting to me because I, I still hear some people out there saying, "Oh, don't ever hire a consultant; they're just a waste of money." And I get it; I understand that. I mean, and that's a pretty horrible experience to go through. Even for me, the first consultant that I hired was was not a great fit. It wasn't a horrible experience, but it was one where she came in to my office and she took the reins for a bit. And it's not what I wanted at first. But then I was thinking, "Oh, maybe this is." great, I can just sit back and let her lead the team. But I quickly realized that what I wanted was someone to help me grow as a leader. I wanted someone that would guide and push me in the right direction so that after they were gone, I could keep going strong on my own.
0: That's such a common thing that we hear, you know, of wanting someone to come in and take the reins for us. And I kind of put it in the same category of letting sellers stick around too long in acquisitions. I think the thought is that, They give some security, like a warm, fuzzy blanket. But in my mind, there's often nothing that holds the right doc back than having the seller stick around. When I have clients in that situation, we'll figure it out. But I usually feel like we have a leash on us holding us back until they're out of there. And in summary, our goal is to help docs develop into the leader they need to be, as opposed to lead the team for them. Kind of the adage of, Giving someone a fish versus teaching someone to fish. And the best of the best want to be taught to fish, not just be given the fish.
2: Yeah, totally agree. So, Matt, did you have similar feelings as far as being nervous about hiring someone else or working with someone else? What did you end up doing at that point?
1: Oh, I mean, absolutely. Honestly, it felt like getting over a bad breakup. It messed with my head. I was like, what did I do wrong? You know, is this how the world is? Is everyone going to. Going to do this to me. And maybe that was a good lesson to learn early on, despite the gut punch that I felt. But there I was, fresh out of school. I had a full time associateship, which is something, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about starting a practice, you want to make sure you've got a great associateship while you're building it. But I have $375,000 in debt for the practice and $450,000 in loans from dental school going to an out of state school and basically nothing to show for it. And when you sign a lease, as many of us all know, that clock starts ticking. I had six months to build the practice before rent was due. And that was coming up fast. So it basically felt like jumping out of a plane and building a parachute on the way down. So I had to figure it out. And I did the demographics myself. I figured out how to do it as lean as I could. I figured out how to design the space and how to market. And I just had to because I had six months from when I signed that lease. So when I had to get things going, and when I thought my mentor was going to have everything in motion, nothing was. So yeah, Derek, it was very nerve wracking to hire someone else and hire a coach, and trying to do everything myself initially absolutely stunted my growth. And when I finally made the leap again and spend the money and make the decision to hire CLP and hire Justin, it was the best decision in the world, honestly, and. After having such an awesome relationship with Justin and with you all, it hit me. I never, ever want another dentist to go through what I did. It was awful. And I thought I had someone who had my back until I didn't. And when you've got a good coach, when you've got someone who has your back and they're, they're there to push you and to keep you accountable so that you can grow and succeed, it truly changes everything. And like Justin said, it changed me as a person. I mean, to learn how to fish instead of being given a fish, it's the best way to become a better person.
3: Yeah, that's such a cool story. So you, you burned the boats, you overcame this unexpected problem, you brought on TLP for coaching. Looking back at it, Matt, was there like a specific time where you, you really knew, okay, my startup has made it where you kind of turned the corner and things took off?
1: Yeah. You know, considering everything that, that had happened, I was really happy with the first year we were open as a scratch start. We were profitable from day one. I was fairly fresh out of school when we finally opened, like less than a year of being a dentist. So I was figuring out how to be a good clinician, which is super important. But honestly, the turning point was truly hiring the coach. I mean, it helped me realize that I have these ideas. I'm capable of doing these things I need to do but i need someone to help me to form a true plan of action and keep me accountable. so in that year and soon after we saw some some pretty explosive growth and we're approaching our 5 year anniversary as a practice so that was a number of years ago now.
0: accountability is such a big part of it. you know, we can all make plans but to have someone who you know is going to be there that you trust to follow up and ask the hard questions. To make sure you're following through on what you committed to is where the magic happens. For those that really and truly want something magical to happen, which thankfully for us, the majority of our clients do.
2: I'm personally really excited because of what Justin mentioned earlier. Over the years, I've honestly had to turn away quite a few potential clients looking for help with a startup. That's one thing that I feel really pretty good about us at TLP. We don't just take on anyone. We want to make sure that we can provide the value and support that people are looking for. We want to know that it's going to be a good fit and we want to start off on the right foot. So I don't feel bad about turning those people away because I feel like it was the right decision. But I'm just really glad now that we've got you on board, somebody that has totally crushed it in the startup arena and you can start to help there.
1: Absolutely, Derek, and I know that's something we've talked about a lot before. Deciding this is this would be a great fit. I'm excited to guide Docs from start to finish with their startups, and excited to bring that knowledge to our team. I'm looking forward to, like we said earlier, bringing startup principles to a lot of practices is going to be a great way to reach success. If you are growing, if you are listening to this podcast and you've got a practice that you feel like is underperforming or you're just trying to hit that next level. Well, in a way, you're a startup. You've got to grow. So, you've got to figure out how to reach that point efficiently and what steps need to be taken.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Honestly, like if we could look at all practices out there, really, it's just a big spectrum. It's not that one is a startup and the other is just an acquisition or is just maintaining or whatever. There's a big spectrum of everything in between. And and I think because of your experience and even some of the dentists that you've just kind of been in touch with and have kind of helped along the way, you're really going to be able to add a little bit of a new, fresh perspective in sort of a way. So it's going
1: to be great. I think we're going to have some great podcasts to discuss acquisitions and startups and and the pros and cons of both. But I think there's, at the end of the day, there's, there's a lot of similarities too, in that it's about mindset and it's about forming a plan of action and then sticking to it. And that takes a lot to do it on your own. It really does.
2: So I know that we're going to get into a lot of other cool stuff in future podcasts. But as we were preparing to like kind of go through this, I had this kind of burning question that I thought would be fun to get your perspective on. Do you feel like there is a difference in mindset or mentality between those that lean towards startups versus those who go through acquisitions? myself personally i would so much rather buy an underperforming practice and see and know beforehand how i can change things and put some work into it rather than having to start from scratch the amount of foundation building type work in a scratch startup is is just overwhelming to me i love the idea of evaluating businesses and thinking where is the opportunity how can i add value and then purchasing so I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Do you think that there is a difference or that it doesn't make that much of a difference?
1: 1,000% yes. There is a certain mindset or mentality that you've got to have if you're going to start something from the ground up. And shameless plug, that's something I'm here to help with. And one of the first steps that I want to know if I'm working with somebody, and you know, I've done this for friends and colleagues who have, been buying and starting practices out of school is I want to know if you've got the right mindset because as a startup, you're right, Derek, there's a ton of foundational work and someone like myself can help you with the steps and the processes and the things you need to do and check off the list. But if you're not the type of person who's ready to take that on, maybe an acquisition is the right way to go because you're right. That can be a lot. It can be very intimidating and it really does depend on your individual goals and your individual outlook for your life this isn't advice that you're going to be able to search one of the many facebook groups or search dental town forums and be able to find the perfect solution for you you've got to have a crystal clear vision to go either way with it what do you think what have you seen with your clients
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that there totally is a difference as well. I mean, and because my background is so much in an acquisition and that's what I mainly coach, that's mostly what I see. In some ways, I think some of the people that are just maybe a little bit more OCD, a little bit more like on that range of the spectrum, I think those people are typically more startup. And I am not OCD at all. I'm much more like, hey, I'm okay just getting to something to where it's doable or it's sustainable or like it accomplishes the goal. It's a means to an end, that type of thinking.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think there's so much value in. I don't want people to think like as a coach, we're just going to say, you know, do whatever you want to do, do a startup or do an acquisition and follow your dreams and it'll be great. I think there's a ton of value in determining what you're going to do based on a number of different factors without making this a a startup podcast, because I know we're going to have a ton of great content coming out here soon, one of the biggest things is your location, right? I mean, if you want to be a dentist in New York City, (laughs) I probably wouldn't tell you to do a startup, (laughs) even being a a guy who loves startups. There's so many factors that go into it. So there's a lot of value in coaching or talking through this or or visualizing this before you even make that decision. Because once you make that jump, you buy a practice, you start a practice, you're locked in. And you've got to put in a lot of a lot of groundwork before you make that decision.
2: Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But along those lines, I'm super excited to be able to offer this new angle, this new service to, to TLP clients. I've actually put together a free ebook that I'm giving away. It's got some great information that I think is really going to help if you're listening to this and you're at this part of your journey. It's five things you should be doing before buying or starting a practice. Really, they're applicable whether you are doing an acquisition like Derek has done or whether you're looking to start from scratch. And it's an important first step to really visualize what you want and to determine what kind of person you are. And so it's very important to get that out in the open. If you're listening and you're considering doing a startup or if you have questions or maybe you're already in the game and looking to take your practice to the next level, you can reach out to me at Matt at the lifestyle practice.com. And if you want the ebook, just send me an email with the subject ebook, or if you have any questions, let's chat. I am very fired up about helping, helping docs with you guys. So this is going
0: to be great. We're glad to have you. And we're glad to be able to offer something that we've known for a while. We needed to really shore up on a bit. And we knew that the capacity exceeded our bandwidth, but, I feel very comfortable and excited about the future. We're still going to be doing the other coaching per normal, but we're just adding in, you know, a couple layers here. So we're going to have a couple different options for working with docs in the startup arena, and I can assure you that you will not find a group more committed to your success as you go through the process. So, as always, you can reach out to us at Justin, Derek, Steve, or matt at the com. anything you guys want to add before we wrap it up
3: i just want to say welcome aboard matt super excited to have you this is a, a space we've needed to fill and we couldn't have a sharper guy aboard so i'm really looking forward to it and i know our clients are going to benefit as well
0: yep i'm
3: excited
1: thanks gentlemen i'm pumped to be here let's do some awesome things for docs in 2023
0: let's do it Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, peace.